Welcome into this week's edition of Talking Ball. My name is Jerry Hamilton, joined as always by Rod Babers, the best cover corner ever out of Houston. Lamar, no offense to Sean Jamison. Hey, 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 no offense to those guys. It's probably <laughs> best cover corner I've seen out of Houston, Lamar. All right, huge game. Here we go, right, Rod? Number seven ranked Texas at TCU, night game. People say hostile environment. I'm not so sure on that. I think there's going to be a lot of Texas fans buying tickets to this game in Fort Worth. Night game, uh, at any rate. We'll see what TCU does at the quarterback position. I don't think Sonny Dykes has had his weekly press conference yet. But Sark went to the podium uh, this morning, had his press conference about 1130. Mm -hmm. um, and, Rod, um, the big takeaway – from that is it feels like Texas is getting to be a healthier team. Mm -hmm. So we're going to get into specific positions. We're going to go, we're going to start with Quinn. We're going to go to Jalen Catalan. We'll talk about some of the guys like Christian Jones and just what, all, what it all could mean. Having Cam Williams get that experience last week, winning while getting healthier. Uh, but first your overall takeaways that on, you know, from Sark. I mean, getting healthier at the right time, you got to say, two road games coming up and, and Texas Tech with everything on the line. You know, that's the thing about this Texas football team, right, is, you know, whether you're talking about the health of the team overall, missing key starters like they are now with the quarterback and uh, Jalen Catalan's another guy, Christian Jones, another guy, or whether it's because they're underperforming in key areas uh, like the red zone offense, as we've talked about ad nauseum. This team has yet to reach their full capability, right? Yes. They haven't, they haven't, they, Bama's as close as we've seen. Sark them. said that, Sark said that, Rod. We haven't yeah. played our best, and that's a good feeling, right? It is a good feeling, man, because you go back and you watch the film, and I'm sure the coach is telling guys, guys, we still haven't played our best game, we've been close to it yet. Bama's probably as close as they've come to it, but we know there's a lot of preparation, a lot of game planning, months of it put into that game. You know, this team has a lot of potential. And I think when they get healthy, when Quinn, you get all those starters back at the right time, you see, could, could see that pushes, push this team to its peak. Uh, but also when they, and then maybe that'll push them to start performing better, executing better in critical moments and in crucial situations uh, like red zone offense and things of that nature. So honestly, I know it's, you know, we're, we're critical because we're right in the thick of it, right? Yeah. We're uh, a lot of, a lot of guys like us, you know, we, can't you know we really can't we focus. To play to play right yeah, well, yeah we, we want to focus on the positive and that's great but still we can't help but be a little bit critical of what this team could have done right great win over kansas state could have been a blowout win over yep. kansas state uh so i think that's what gets me excited about this team man they're they really do have a lot of different areas of growth uh they could still have on this team and they're still one of the best teams in the country with that being said and that, uh, Rod, I want to uh, piggyback off of that. And then we're going to get that John Donovan, uh, a Longhorn Wealth Management, our sponsor. We're no different than coaches, right? I'm a coach's kid. You played the game, Rod. We, those guys are chasing perfection. So we're looking at the game and saying, hey, wins are great, eight and one. We're happy. Nobody's upset. But, but what happens if you get to that game and you get to play on Ohio State or Georgia? What's going to be the difference? Those are the things we're talking about. What do you do to maximize everything this team and this program have right now? Exactly. Before we get into Quinn in specific uh, positions, I want to take a second. Uh, thank you to our sponsor, John Donovan, president of Longhorn Wealth Management Group. Uh, John is a proud UT grad and shares his Longhorns passion with his wife and six siblings, all of whom graduated from the University of Texas. John is a certified financial planner 
who has spent over 30 years providing investment, insurance, retirement, and estate planning services and solutions to his clients. John has also served 14 years as a Dallas, Texas, Texas board member, and his love for the University of Texas, it's his love for the University of Texas that inspired him to dedicate his firm to serving his fellow University of Texas alumni and all University of Texas employees. So for a three, free 90-minute consultation to explore how Longhorn Wealth can serve you and your loved ones, please give John Donovan and his team a call at 972-707-4900 or visit longhornwealth.net. Again, John Donovan, president of Longhorn Wealth Management Group. Thank you very much for being a sponsor of Talking Ball. All right, Rod, we got to start with Quinn Ewers because the last two weeks at the Monday press conferences, Steve Sarkeesian said week to week. He changed that. It's now day-to-day, and he's twins <laughs> throwing the football around, which means he's out there taking part, let's be real. Because I was told he was throwing the ball around a little bit late last week. Um, obviously, Texas 2-0 and with Malik, and we're going to talk about this a lot the rest of the way, but just the fact that Sark changed it from week-to-week to day-to-day, what does that mean for you? Uh, just more of a sense of urgency. You know, I think he was waiting to see maybe the if there was a baseline of consistency that could develop from start one to start two with Malik. And not saying we didn't see wild plays from Malik, right? But that's the struggle for the young player and a young quarterback specifically. Where do we get the consistency? Yeah, you got the wild plays, but also the what the plays. And you want to eliminate more of those WTF plays and have more of those wild plays. And I, yeah. I don't know if we saw that. I don't know if we saw that consistency uh, from week one to week two or start one to start two. As a matter of fact, you could argue that he was he was maybe more erratic. More wild um, football, for sure. Yeah, in the second start, especially after the interception. And then it looks like you, things started to spiral for him a little bit. Accuracy was off. The mechanics waned. Uh, and then some decision-making, I would give him a ton of credit because he bounced back in that uh, late in the fourth quarter, that field goal drive that Texas put together and was able to make some crucial key throws and great and some really, really clutch completions. But I don't know if he really got into a rhythm after the interception. And usually I give certain credit for getting his quarterbacks back into a rhythm. I don't know if he ever got it back into that rhythm. He was pretty erratic. So I think Sark's looking at that and thinking to himself, well, I can't plan on him taking a huge leap from start start two to start three. Now he could, but just in case he doesn't, yeah. I think Sark, Sark wants to make sure, okay, you know what, Quinn, maybe we you know push that timeline up a little bit, a little sense of urgency there because he's got four interceptions in his two starts. And I think we all agree, probably could have been six or seven interceptions. <laughs> just yeah, guys. and there was a, uh, there was a, uh, uh, somebody put out on Twitter today, four turnovers in first two games is the most by a starting quarterback in 20 years at Texas. So, I mean, over 20 years, that's that's a pretty long that's a pretty long time, right? Yeah. And and by the way, so the one thing Sark said on Malik today was that I thought was so interesting and interesting as we transitioned to Malik a little bit was he's got to step up in the pocket. Mm-hmm. He said he was too much falling out of the pocket, uh, fading away. I mean, without saying you're throwing off your back foot too much, kids. What he's saying, right? Yep. He's saying he's talking about he's got to step up in the pocket. And look, here's 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 the th- reality for Malik. Now, teams now have two games that they can watch him, right? Yeah. So I guarantee you, we know TCU's not going to come out and man press no. man against I press Texas. man. Nope, not yeah, not press man against Texas. That it's not happening. 
they're more of a traditional, uh, uh, you know, cover three in any ways at three deep safety. Uh, but with Malik Rod, you know, if he's the guy, what is the I, I want to put you on the spot. One or two things he must do better next week oh, because you're not you're not going to correct everything. Yeah, that's but what are a couple. Of, it's like a golf swing, right? If you have yeah. six things wrong, you're not going to correct them all in in a week. You can't. Yep. What are two things for him that are the key? One and I, I might say one and two for him a ball security. Um, he's just been careless with the football, some of the decisions he's made. And it's for different reasons. Sometimes it's because his accuracy is off. I think a lot of that's due to the mechanics and the footwork. Probably goes back to that. And sometimes it's just decision-making. The screen where he ends up throwing the second interception. And I don't know if he thought the O-lineman was a, a skilled player or if he just expected a player to be there. And Sark even said this. As a young player, sometimes they have a tough time just eating the football, taking the sack, taking the, the temporary L, right, Taking uh, throwing away the football and then deciding to play for another down. He doesn't like to do that. Young quarterbacks do struggle with that, though. They think, oh, man, I got to make this play. I got to make something out of nothing. Especially guys with big arms, right, Rod? Exactly. Especially guys with big arms. So I think that's what he's got to work on, the ball security and the decision-making. It's okay to take the sack. It's okay to throw the football away when a play is broken or a play is blown up or it's dead. And he's got to recognize that. And we've seen already – in the two starts, him panic at times and decide instead of eating the football, I, I'm going to make a play here, even when there's no play to be made. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's a great point, Rod. And, and that is going to be so key for Malik is his will, his willingness to throw the ball into the stands in Fort Worth. Even if you get a grounding penalty, it's better than a turnover. It's Amen. better than a turnover in certain scenarios of yeah. the game. Right. The I, thought, I, I thought huge news today. What Rod Sark said, everybody after he listed Quinn as day to day, somebody asked about Callan. He came back and said, Everybody practiced today, which I raised an eyebrow on that one. I was like, So the Quinn that means he was out there, right? Y'all are putting in some game plan, right? Mm -hmm. Um, because Sark's pretty transparent, yes, he is. But Jalen Catalan being back on the practice field today, what would that do? Maybe this might not be the matchup, but again. Rod, what did we talk about going into OU? What offense did Catalan practice against every day for three years at Arkansas? He practiced against Kendall Browse for three years at Arkansas. So how big would it be to have Catalan back this week? Yeah, honestly, if he can't go, put him in there with the coaches and just say, hey, man, I know you know this offense really well, and you know Kendall Brown. He is, is Connor Stallions this week. <laughs> put a Michigan outfit on. Seriously, man. Hey, if he can't go – Put him in there, in, in there with the coaches. Trust me, he'll give you some insight. Uh, but I, listen, I, I love his skill set overall. He's going to help you anyway because he's a ball hawk. He's right. a ball hawk, and the guy makes plays on the football. He's got great instincts. So if he's going to be out there, it'll help you. This is not the ideal matchup for him. He's a, he, the ideal matchup. And then he played early in the Oklahoma game. I think he made the first three tackles coming downhill. Uh, like, like I like to call him Ali Catalan. Shout out yes. to my man Justin Wells. That's a collaboration. But that's one of his strengths that he plays the run really well from depth. I saw Derek Williams actually do it in his last game. Uh, ver uh, it was a great play that he made coming downhill against K-State. He popped uh, into the screen from yes. nowhere. Yes. yes. And it, him and Jalen Ford almost collided yeah. and, and made the great play just running the alley. It sounds like a simple thing, but it's not. Uh, and with with Jalen Catalan, I think number one he helps you because he's he's instinctive and he's a ball hawk. But number two, when you in the future, we're not talking about it right now, but when you have to face Oklahoma State inevitably, 
in that Big 12 championship game, which that's what it looking like a collision course. They want to run the ball. They got one of the best running backs in the country in Ollie Gordon. Big dude coming down. Big though. dude. You're going to need physical, right, run defenders who bring force in the running game. To me, I, and I'm looking way down the line, that's kind of the games that he's a perfect, yes. perfect fit for. Um, because of the way he handles the rush. But, you know, if Jalen Catalan's coming back, think about what Ryan Watts did when he came back. I know he gave up some plays, but he's he's, he's really kind of, you know, really brought a consistency of communication with that secondary. Not as many busted coverages assignments. Does he get beat? Getting beat is different than having a busted coverage. Yes. Um, and I think you've seen fewer of those when you got veterans back there in the secondary, and I think that's what you get with Jalen Catalan as well. I mean, dare I say – Texas is getting healthier. I mean, I, I said it at the start of the show, but I'm going to say it again. Look, Ethan Burke coming back quickly. That was crazy. Uh, you get Dalen Cattle on back. I mean, well, qu- quarterbacks are separate. So Connor and Christian Jones back on the practice field. That's the next thing I want to talk about. What's interesting to me about Texas this year, Rod, and, and, and you know Texas is recruiting really well, right? Recruiting rankings do matter, um, is that Cam Williams' first start, um, comes against a ranked opponent, by the way, in a must-win game for Texas. But he had some, he had his miscues pre-snap. He had one hold. Um, he dropped his head a couple times, missed a couple of blocks, but it's gonna happen. But his experience in that game was invaluable for me moving forward for Texas. I mean, that what are those are the things we're seeing this year, Rod, is mm-hmm. through injury, whether it's Derek Williams, whether it's Cam Williams, um, uh, where's Jamon Tapp? We're seeing these young, talented players get invaluable time on the field that they wouldn't ordinarily have got if you were a healthy team, but you're doing it while winning. Yep. No, totally agree with you. And, you know, you're starting to see these guys flash, right? You start, just like we talked about with a young quarterback, Mike Malik, same thing with a young offensive lineman, right? You're going to get those wild moments. You're going to get those moments where he makes mistakes, mental errors, technique errors. But one thing you can see, about Cam Wiseman, he he has a an aggressive style of run blocking, yes. and he moves people. He moves human beings, man, against their will. That's something Tom Herman used to say. He that he's a run as a as a run blocker, man. He's already at a high, playing at a really high level as a pass blocker. I'm not gonna go back and watch his pass blocking snaps, but as a run blocker, he jumps off the screen. You can tell. And I know K State's undersized. But still, man, he was moving K-State defenders around the run game. No, he was, right? You're normally looking for two to three yards. He, You move somebody, right? You're getting him four to five. I mean, you're That's getting crazy. He is moving people. And like you said, he T, Kansas State couldn't challenge him from a pass rush standpoint. They didn't have the guys to do that. I mean, he looked – I went back and watched. He looked pretty good in pass pro. Okay. But he wasn't facing Dallas Turner. I mean, he didn't have – he wasn't facing an NFL guy off the edge in that game. But, again, if – if he has to play against TCU, TCU, we'll see what Christian Jones looks like uh, late in the week. Sark has that press conference Thursday. TCU's the same. They, they don't have those edge rush guys. Their best D lineman is Dominic Williams over the ball. Yeah. Uh, so, again, if Christian Jones had to play, it would be another favorable matchup in terms of pass pro. Uh, but, Rod, I mean, I know we're early uh, on in the week. Uh, but It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas.
Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the Roaring Twenties. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device, or play on PC through Facebook games. TCU offensively, um, you know, we we said after Alabama, Oklahoma had the receivers to push mm-hmm. Texas or exploit some weaknesses maybe. Uh, U of H, we said going into the game, they had the receivers to do it. TCU, I think, is the last team on the schedule that has the receivers. And I'm talking in numbers. That yep. doesn't mean Iowa State doesn't have a good player uh, or, or Tech doesn't have a good player. Talking about a core, a group. TCU has four guys. Yeah, like, you yeah. had three, four guys. TCU has four guys. So talk about, you know, what TCU can do. Then with that Kendall Browse offense, what can they do to stress Texas because – I don't think TCU's going in hard-headed saying we're going to run the football. No. They're I mean, going can, times a game, dude. I mean, honestly, Jerry, based on the way the K-State game ended, you can make the argument that Chris Kleiman screwed up and yes. they should have came in and broke tendency. Even though they're a run-first team, they should have came in throwing the football. They don't have the passing game of a U of H or Oklahoma or even a TCU potentially, but there's only there's only one clear weakness the Texas defense has, and it ain't rush defense. No. <laughs> Byron Murphy, when they asked Byron Murphy about, hey, man, what statement did you guys make You know, after that game? He said, you will not run the ball on Texas. You ain't <laughs> doing it. They were no. bullish. Man, they held K-State to their lowest rushing total since 2014. That is amazing stat, Rod. That's an amazing, amazing. stat. And I, I honestly, Jerry, he's right. I mean, what, what run first team has been able to run the football in Texas? Bama did it for like a quarter. And then adjustments were made, and Bama couldn't do it. Yeah. Um, you know, and it, it, you, we even see some teams like Dana Hogan and coaches like Dana Hogan and say they didn't even try. Like, it's not worth it. It's a stupid game plan to have with Devondre Sweat playing like one of the, if not the best D tackle in the country and one of the best defenders. And then Byron right. Murphy, also a top 10 D tackle graded by Pro Football Focus. So I think, you know, I, I know TCU is, uh, you know, undermanned. They don't have the resources. They don't have, you know, the dogs that Texas does. Uh, they don't have the trenches that Texas does. I get all that. But they are a pass-first team. And yes. pass-first teams, they hurt Texas, especially when they got twitchy, fast guys on the outside and a quarterback that can throw. And TCU has that recipe. And they're running the offense that, you know, obviously Oklahoma run with, you know, Dylan Gabriel, and that's saying that Hoover can do some of those things, but I do think they can run schematically. They can run a lot of the same things that Oklahoma did, that U of H did, that gave Texas a lot of trouble. So I'm not saying, I'm not trying to put the fear in, in a lot of Longhorn fans about this matchup at all, but I'm just talking about matchup-wise, they they present problems to Texas because there's one way to attack the Texas defense, and it's pass first. That's it. That's it. Uh, before we get into a TCU defensively against Texas a little bit, we'll we'll lead you into football theory later this week. I'm going to take a second again for our John Donovan, our sponsor of Talking Ball. Uh, thank you very much to John Donovan and Longhorn Wealth Management Group. On Saturday when Texas plays TCU, it will be Veterans Day. So Longhorn Wealth wants to encourage everyone to give thanks to all the men and women who have served and sacrificed to protect all of our lives and liberties. 
Longhorn Wealth desires to serve all Longhorns and their loved ones by providing them the best in life, disability, and long-term care insurance solutions to ensure a protected and successful financial future for all of you and your families. So for a free 90-minute consultation to explore how Longhorn Wealth can serve you and your loved ones, please give John Donovan and his team a call at 972-700-707-4900 or visit longhornwealth.net. Again, that phone number is 972-707-4900. Thank you to Longhorn Wealth Management Group. All right, Rod, I lead you into football theory, you and Ian, later this week. TCU, here comes the defense. Here it comes, right? <laughs> and y'all talked about you and Ian. You've been talking about it since I've known you, uh, really, uh, when we not known you, not since I've known you, but since we've gotten together here on On Texas Football and before that. What? TCU's not going to come out and play man press. No. TCU also doesn't have edge pass rush in that three-man front. So what does TCU have to do to be successful against Texas? Because Texas has an advantage up front against TCU. And TCU has not tackled well in space this year. Yep. Uh, yeah, it's a, it's going to be quite a conundrum for TCU, right? They don't have the line of scrimmage to match up with Texas. So Texas could theoretically just play bully ball against TCU if they wanted to. I think Jerry, you, and a lot of other people would actually, <laughs> they would like Sark to play bully ball, but hey, it's against Sark's nature. He's going to come in there and have a balanced offensive attack. Um, so I, I would think they would try to, you know, load the box up, but if they do that to try to stop the run, they're going to leave themselves vulnerable to man-to-man on the outside against Xavier Worthy, against A.D. Mitchell, J.T. Sanders. They do have a good secondary. It is one of the better secondaries in the Big 12, but I don't know if they're good enough to match up across the board with Texas in the secondary. So I think you're going to see them, you know, change it up a lot. I think based on the down, the situation, the distance, you want to confuse that young quarterback. You don't want to give him easy reads. That's what K-State did early on. That was a mistake. Easy read is man-to-man. He can read that ball placement is the big issue, and he's got the arms to be able to do that. You want to force him to have to make decisions. You want to force him to have to work through a progression. And if Sark is going to help you out and throw the ball on early downs, listen, guys, that opening script was great because Texas had a 17-point lead by the time the opening script was done. I think it was 22 plays on your first, yeah. what, like three drives or whatever. Uh, but then after that opening script, after all those predetermined throws, you see a young Malik start to struggle. You saw him, you know, obviously throw the interception, then the confidence yeah. wanes. So if, if, if you're sorry, the safer way, if you, if Malik's going to be starting quarterback, this is assuming Quinn's, if Quinn's in there, do what you do. But if Malik's in there, I think TCU is going to try to use that to their advantage because it's in Sark's nature to want to throw and and pass to open up the run. We know this. Jerry, you've clocked it. The ratios are there. Even in that last game, I think he started off 13 passes to eight rushes. He's throwing the football a lot. And I think if you're TCU, that's what you want. You'd rather them throwing the football rather than Texas running the football. If you, they throw it, at least you can discombobulate, confuse, and then you can cause a young quarterback like Malik Murphy to make some mistakes. If they're running the football, man, you just can't match up. There's nothing you really can do matching up with your Texas running the football. So, Rod, let me ask you this. Is it possible that, one, you would think, you would normally think blitz the young quarterback, blitz him up the middle, make it uncomfortable for him? Yep. Is it the flip in this game with Malik, what he's shown you outside of the script? Do you just sit back in your zone and say, all right, dude, let's see what you got? Because last week that ball was sprayed all over DKR Memorial Stadium. 
I mean, yep. all over the place. And then blitz Quinn because he's coming off an injury. I well, mean, it, see, because here's the thing. If Quinn is the quarterback, I don't think you're going to see as much play action turn your back to the defense with a Quinn coming off injury. I don't mm-hmm. think you're going to see JT Sanders asked to be in motion and pick up a blitzing, a, 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 an edge player. I think Sark would have to call a different game with Quinn, with Quinn back this week to kind of protect him. But Fair if you're point. TCU, do you, is this almost a game in reverse? Young quarterback, normally we blitz you. But after last week, we're not. Let's see what you can do here. Not See if you can not throw it to the purple jerseys and then come after Quinn if he's the quarterback. That's interesting because, yeah, if you're Quinn, can we force him to, to run around a little bit and have yes. to make plays outside the pocket when yes. coaches told him, hey, I need you to take care of yourself out there. And one thing you know about Quinn now, too, remember early in the season, he was killing teams scrambling because yep. every game plan, every scouting report said he will not scramble. You can turn your back on him. He's not that type of quarterback. And now he's basically shattered that scouting report. But if I'm a defensive coordinator now, I know he's been told by his coach, take it easy. Yeah, Don't be running wild out there. You know, watch the scrambling. So I think now you probably have an advantage defensively. You don't have to worry about him as much as a runner. But I'm with you. I think maybe you do want to force him outside the pocket, force him to have to move. Because right now the pocket is his friend. We don't know what the injury exactly is or the severity of it. But you might want to test that out a bit. And plus, if you blitz him, you may not get home and get the sack. But at least you get to hit him. That's right. (laughs) You want to hit him a little bit. Make him know he's going to get hit early in the game. And, but if, and then with Malik, you know he's not going to run if you're TCU. No, he and does you not know run. To this point, he doesn't really even want to step up into the pocket and condense his own pocket. So yeah. why wouldn't you just sit back? Why wouldn't you go the opposite? All right, dude. And Jerry, to your point, you want the young buck thinking about the blitz, so you put simulated pressure. The right. amoeba front, you ghost him at the front at the snap. He's thinking about the blitz and he'll still throw off his back foot, even if it's not actually a blitz. It could be a simulated pressure, three or four man rush. But him thinking about it, you know, you can plant that seed with the young quarterback and maybe yeah. rush his throw or maybe have him, you know, a little confused and making bad decisions. So I'm with you. I, I probably wouldn't blitz Malik as much because it cleans up the looks. And you know, Sark is trying to get him. To, to have on-schedule rhythm throws. Yes. And that'll be the blitz if there is this rhythm passing. What you want is him to hold the ball a little bit longer. That's right. He makes mistakes, and then, you know, you can get to him or he ends up throwing the football to the other team. Yep, no doubt about it. All right, guys, that's been this week's edition of Talking Ball for Rod Babers. I'm Jerry Hamilton. And, again, night game, TCU. We're going to talk about the rest of the week. See what Sark has to say Thursday. Will Quinn give it a go? I think the uh, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday practices are going to be big here. But the major news coming out of Sark's press conference this week, Quinn is no longer week to week. He's now day to day. That means there's a chance he's playing, guys. And everybody practiced today. That means Jalen Catalan was back on the field in some capacity when he hasn't been since the Oklahoma game. That in itself is big news. But again, Texas seems to be getting healthy at the right time. Uh, Rod and I will be back uh, tomorrow for the Tuesday night uh, for Longhorn live stream, uh, And we'll be talking more about this Texas TCU matchups. And uh, by the way, college football playoff rankings will be coming out as well before that live stream. So for Rod, this is Jerry Hamilton. Uh, this has been this week's edition of Talking Ball. Thank you to John Donovan and Longhorn Wealth Management Group and Hook'em. Hook'em.